Hey everybody, Trevor from Infinity Content here. On behalf of Roman, Colton, and myself, we wanted to give a couple of heads up before the episode started. First and foremost, we wanted to give a content warning about the book we are about to discuss, Magneto Testament. This is an origin story for the character that really goes into the Holocaust and the atrocities that were done. If this is something you don't feel comfortable listening to, feel free to skip this one and tune into our next read in May. Our second announcement is that we may have, just possibly, no, we actually just had some technical difficulties. Uh, not all of our audio recorded properly and we couldn't really use it. Luckily, we were able to have a backup going on Zoom, so the audio might not be as good, um, but we want to get this out however short it is. But your boy here may have goofed and hit a record a few minutes late, so we're missing some of the intro. But I think I've talked enough to get this thing going, so here is episode 20 of Infinity Content, a Comics Place podcast. Yeah. And you get you lose all the middle part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And every time I've seen the movie, I, I I enjoy like the first half and then I fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh I thought the movie was good. I couldn't make it all the way through the manga when I was reading it. I think I made it through what there was four volumes? Or six. 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 Oh <laughs> okay. Well then <laughs> now you know where I was. I was probably at two because I was gonna say I'm ha- I made it halfway. So no, I just made it through two volumes. Uh what about you, Colton? I know you're I know you're still busy with work and all that stuff but have you picked up anything or what's what's new hobbies have you been taking up uh i've been playing a lot of borderlands 3 so that's been good getting through all the dlc for that and then just getting all the procedural stuff done for graduate school right on i uh not as much time to binge as much as i want but I, without new comics coming out every week it has given me the opportunity to go through some more of my stuff so i finished the complete collection of brian azarello's new 52 wonder woman yeah. Uh, which I didn't know. I thought it was going to be the entire New 52 run, but as Colton pointed out, it was, it's just his. And so it didn't follow volumes, I think it was like six, seven, and eight. You didn't miss much. They didn't miss much. I'm, I, what a bummer, though, to know that it's just all no longer relevant in Rebirth. It was yeah. very interesting. But I was also kind of a little bummed. If it wasn't relevant, I kind of wish that I could have seen her as God of War for a little bit. But the art was super beautiful in it. And I also have been digitally reading Earth 2, all of that run. Oh, the... Like, took the, place during the New 52. Yeah. Oh, it, it was, it's so good. I love seeing, like, the different uh, variations of characters blend through. Like, a young Jay Garrick was, like, a Sandman running around. Uh, the Dick Grayson story is very interesting. It's super interesting. I think getting towards the end, like, I just did Earth 2... And then it got to the point where like the world blew up and then they reestablished on a new earth and now they're coming to, to coming to a head on that one. But I love the art in it and I really like the characters and the looks of their designs. Uh, yeah. But that's, yeah. Other than that, I haven't started too much stuff. But yeah, I I'd guess. Like to, was I'd, that? Like to, I'd like to get back to that one, to Earth 2, because I think I only read it up to the point where, where um, yeah, the world was destroyed and they started over on a new earth. Yeah, and I kind of fell off it, but I really it's, like the characters. It, and yeah, it's very interesting when they like start on the new Earth because yeah, it's like a t- there's a big time jump, yeah. and you get to introduce more characters. And it's, I like it; it's really cool. I when they make an omnibus of that, I will definitely pick that up. Uh, so yeah, now that we are all here on our little Zoom call, 
finally come back together and talk about it. Colton, you missed out on our X-Men God Loves Man Kills recording that we did last episode, which I was really bummed you weren't there to give your your hot takes on its, you know, religious religious tones going on. Very strong tones. Well, as I say, speaking of strong tones, you really uh, kept it consistent by choosing a uh, Holocaust yeah. book. So <laughs> we're going to talk this week. We are talking about X Men Magneto Testament. Um, it was a Marvel Knights one. I didn't notice that it was the uh, the uh, the little stamp yeah. at the top. So Roman, this was your pick, and yeah, it was heavy. <laughs> um, yeah, def- I'll definitely have a a little warning thing before our intro song plays and stuff to talk about it. And I'll make sure in the, the description to probably label, you know, we're all, we already do mature content warning, but I'm probably yeah. going to put down like a trigger warning and other stuff mm-hmm. just to put in there. Um, but I, you know, I stand by what I said when you brought up this book as a pick and you, we were curious about it in our last recording because we weren't sure. And I, I stand by that it was an excellent read more historically in a way for me than actually for Magneto. Yeah. Um, and I, th- I think it's important. I mean, cause that's like his backstory for our characters. He talks about, he survived like concentration camps and, you know, world war two and like everything with Nazis. And so I, I think it was important. I think I'm, I'm honestly just surprised I haven't heard of this book until you brought it up. Um, yeah. So we're gonna, we're not gonna spend too much time I think we caught that in our message chain. We don't need to break it down page by page, but uh, if you want, if you want to like kind of give us a more a, a bit like a little more fast paced summary of what this book is about, Roman, and then we can yeah. kind of talk about it from there in our thoughts. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, the <clears throat> the in a nutshell version <laughs> is that um, it starts off with young Magneto, uh, Max Eisenhart in you know i don't remember what the town was but in germany as a child and it's just at the beginning of kind of the nuremberg laws go into effect it's before kristallnacht and all that so it's mm-hmm. i forget the exact date but it's like 1935 or so i think i believe that's when it starts yeah yeah when when things really start becoming evident to some people that things mm. are quickly getting bad um, yeah and it's just about him and his family. Um, they introduce some characters like his uncle, who's named Eric, which apparently was a little nod to to Magneto's previous identity, Eric, mm-hmm. whatever it was. Um, so it follows them, and it's really great at showing. It's more of a historical tool. I mean, it's a good story too, because there's mm-hmm. very subtle, like even on the first page, very subtle. Um, examples of Magneto's power starting to show up a little bit. That's something I kept struggling to, I kept looking at every page to like yeah. identify. Anytime there was metal that was a focus or a feature in it, I kept trying to pick out if, I guess we should also talk about the creators uh, before I go any further. Right. <laughs> so this was written by Greg Pak. Uh, Carmine Di Giandomencio was, or Di Giandomenico was on art. Matt Hollingsworth was colors. Um, yeah, so I really like the art style, but yeah, every time there was metal from, you know, the beginning of the book with the necklace, I, yeah, immediately from the first panel where it shows these like floating pieces of metal and jewelry, 
I was like, oh, it's his powers. So we're going to see, like, the story's going to show him trying to hide his powers at the same time. But, oh, nope, it's a fake out. Dropped it. Uh, so talks, he throws the metal javelin. Throughout the book, he's looking for gold coins. Uh, there's one particular page we'll talk about a little bit later. But, yeah, I, uh, I kept trying to identify whether the artist was just doing a nod to it. But I honestly... <laughs> You could have not. You could have just had this not be X Men Magneto. It could have just been called like Testament or something, and it could have been a Marvel like story from like World War Two. Yeah. And I would have. It, I would not. I would never have known. I just. I didn't really see, and they didn't really openly express his powers. And like by the end of the book, I was like, oh, he's like a grown adult, and you never even really saw him use them, or it never was really brought up. It was kind of more of just in imagery, like you just saw it but it was never, he never openly acknowledged it or you saw him openly use it. So yeah, yeah you could have. Oh, go ahead. No, 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 I, you go ahead. Oh yeah, that's one of the things I thought was interesting after, because this is the second time I've read it mm -hmm. over the years. And I realized at the end of this read, I was like, you know, what's interesting is that they, um, that may throw some people off is <laughs> there's no Gesundheit. <laughs> there's no inner monologue for Magneto. You never know Max's thoughts. And that yes. was an interesting story choice because it definitely puts it on the side of more. This is a historical lesson story than mm -hmm. it is a character study. And yet it's got the, the beats for Magneto's origin and everything. And I was waiting for the carry moment. The what? The carry moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, mean, yeah. like, like in the X, which X-Men movie is it? The one where uh, it tears apart the gate? The gate. Yeah, I was actually exactly waiting for that scene. Crushes <laughs> the helmet and stuff. Uh, yeah, like I said, yeah. I you, And I didn't know that his original name was Max and stuff. I saw at the end of the book they talked about that his uncle Eric was a nod to him, kind of taking up the name Eric Leshner as like his new identity. Uh, yeah, I, I just, I wouldn't have realized that was him. And But at the same time, like I said, it's important because, yeah, like I've known... Magneto's like origin uh, like I've heard it but I've never really seen it and like okay now I'm seeing it. it's like they they dive right into it and it's it, yeah. it's it's more than just hearing that's his origin finally it's like actually seeing it like I don't know if they ever went this in detail in comics before yeah. Like, no this, yeah. yeah this one is the first detailed thing and as it says in the back matter you know in the the uh the, the notes he changed some things because before like they had said i mean the most basic thing they said he was a polish jew pat changed it to he's a german jew so he could put him more centrally right in the very beginning of things in germany oh and fleshed out things magda um the young girl he falls in love with as a child and then later sees again in the camps she's she's from old glimpses of magneto's origin Oh, okay. Like in the Avengers, when they revealed that Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver were his children, which now they're not, I think. Oh, gosh. What <laughs> but turn she back the time. Was, yeah, because she was their mother, and she oh, okay. camps with them, and they got married, and, okay. and so on. So she's in the story, so that's, if you knew that, you know for sure it's, it's, it's Magneto, Magneto as a child. But yeah, mm -hmm. some of the stuff I didn't realize until I read the note in the back, it's like, oh, that was him use, using his powers, but he wasn't really having control of his powers yet. So, like finding, the, okay. oh, finding the gold was part of him using his powers. 
Yeah, that's what the note said. It indicated okay. that. I was like, oh, I thought he just happened to see some gold shining in the rubble. It's like, oh no, his. I'm, well, I'm glad I'm on. I'm glad I'm on Greg Pack, like Pack's uh, level, because I kept wondering that. I didn't get all the way to the the back matter, but I was wondering, like, is like, is that just like a nod to him, like finding metal, or is it like because he's attuned, so yeah, like well metal, he's just kind of naturally finding his way to it and figuring it out. I yeah. mean, yeah. Okay, well, I'm glad I'm glad I wasn't missing. It wasn't going over my head, or I was just overanalyzing it. Yeah, yeah. The same there. thing with the javelin on the first page, the first panel, yeah. dropping the the jewel, or I guess the fact he's able to make that necklace so well at such a young age. Mm. Part of that is his powers. Fascinating. Uh, so yeah, I mean, geez. So yeah, so him escaping. So we get. I think like some of the stuff at the beginning, I made a couple little note like uh, bookmarked areas to like kind of touch up on, touch on things was, especially with, I can't, I don't know if I can pronounce his name a second time correctly, Di Gian Domenico. Sounds good. We're going to go with that. Um, just how well everything kind of, he does the art and like the background, like you're seeing everything progress. I think it's uh, shortly after he wins that gold medal for the javelin throw, it's pretty early on. It's when he's trying to find Magda to give her the necklace. Yeah. And you're watching is like the crowd, like it's starting to get more and more crowded. He's working his way through the crowd. Um, mostly everybody's just kind of standing there. But as like the panels start progressing over and over again, like you start seeing the the hands being raised and then like the realization sinking in right before like the uncle's revealed. And then that's just like for me, that was when it that's when it just really started going full in on the intensity of everything. Yeah, yeah, because this is, yeah, 1935. Um, and this is when they really started doing <clears throat> things like public humiliation of of Jewish, people of Jewish ancestry. Yeah, um, I, I, I can't say that, I don't even know how I got to be in history. Like I, like, I only know a very surface level, like, history teachings of like world war ii and like the nazi like the nazi concentration camps and stuff so like seeing more of like these detailed dates and like the thing different events happening like oh the burnt like the burning mm -hmm. like the what do they call him that he works at the end of the book the, <sighs> the thing at the end of the book which is he gets a job as like working as like the person that oh in the camps mm -hmm. yeah. yeah later on in the camps he becomes a, a sandra commander yeah, like I never heard of those things before. So like learning about that was just, it was, it was very, very heavy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a very intense read. And yeah, those in particular, they were Jewish prisoners, but they had a slightly higher standing because they did like some really horrible stuff in order to have a little bit tiny more protection, but except not really because they were all slated to be killed, you know, after X number of months because yeah. they not, didn't want any evidence left behind of what they were doing. And also for uh, the emotional burnout that you can yeah. always have new fresh bodies you can emotionally break down rather than the people who've been doing it for a year than suddenly going postal and snapping. Uh, gosh. <laughs> um, but before we get to that point, I guess we should say uh, Hitler, it's 35, Hitler's rising to power. He's as far as I know, I don't know history at all either because I didn't learn any of this in high school history or anything. It was after high school. Um, but he was doing pretty well. He was pretty popular, you know, because Germany 
had been through a depression and were a defeated nation after World War I. There's all these things that came together to help him rise to power as well as he did. Um, so Max's family is, is realizing they're gonna have to leave and he's having more, experiencing more anti-Semitism until they eventually escape to Poland, thinking that's gonna be a good place to go. And, uh, and of course it's not. No, it's not. It moves quickly on that. And that's um, around, around the moment that I was, that I was like the very first time I, when I was reading through before I went back where I was wondering if this was supposed to be signs of his powers activating was uh, shortly after the Poland like moment started. Oh, um, where exactly was that? that was it's that when the, the family gets caught. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 I mean, like it's so awful, but you know, the artist really focuses in on that moment and like, just like the way the colorist too also puts a glint on like the bullets and everything, like made me really wonder if this was supposed to be that moment kind of thing where his powers were activating. And I was really rooting for that to happen, but it did not, unfortunately. I think he stopped the bullets from hitting him or like That's reduced it. Okay. Yeah, I had to look at that, relook at that scene a bunch of times because at first I didn't think he had any influence, but the note, the author's note in the back mentions that he's using his powers there unconsciously maybe. Um, and I had to look at the panel and think, yeah, I think beforehand, at least he was able to direct a bunch of the bullets, like four bullets right at himself instead of his, his father. But then, but then his father pushed him out of the way and took the bullets himself. Okay, I just thought those were four were already like heading his way and then the dad just jumped in the way is the way I was taking it, or like pushed him to yeah. get in the way. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man, okay. Yeah, it's just, that was that was probably, uh, I mean, I don't know, there's so many rough moments, but that definitely was, definitely when I was started having that feeling, I'm like, this is, this is gonna be a, it's gonna be some warnings at the beginning of the podcast talking about this. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's different moments, like, I mean, moving forward when he goes to the camp, uh, I sticky noted, it's when he joined, what, what, what was it called, Sonder? Sonder Commando. Sonder Commando. The, uh, Commando. the double page spread of the glasses was like terrifying. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And, that, and, and even though you know, you know, we've all heard about those, you know, those piles, mountains of glasses and things like mm. that, it's still, it was still, even on a second read through, was still so affecting turning that page and just boom, that's it. No yeah. dialogue or captions or anything. I just, I mean, I feel like the most part, I think this is the most imagery I've gotten about it than I did like back in school when I was in middle school and high school and stuff. So yeah. seeing these moments that I didn't really even hear about or know about for the most part, just it's crazy and wild. It is, it is. And I've asked like younger people, like Ashton who works at the shop, I've asked him, so, cause he's in, he's 17. Um, if they've had like Holocaust segments, you know, specific to that. And he says they've had, so that's mm -hmm. that's good because I certainly never did. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was just mentioned. Oh yeah, there was the Holocaust. Crazy. Oh shit. Uh, what are you, what are you thinking, oh. Colton? Oh, I mean, it's uh, really devastating. It's uh, always makes me think about how big of a bureaucratic process it was to go through that many poor people 
yeah, it's pretty, it's, it's stunning on that level too, that the, um, the Nazi efficiency, and I guess apparently, I mean, they had so much documentation, everything, which, you know, later on they tried to destroy, but there was so much of it that they just couldn't destroy it all. But yeah, just the, the cold efficiency of it all is, is horrifying in itself. Um, yeah. I mean, the reason they switched to camps as the predominant way of, of murdering people was because they realized, you know, logistically, it's too hard to go around just shooting people. Um, plus, it also apparently had an effect on the average, a lot of the average German soldier after going around out in the countryside and lining up people and shooting them, a lot of soldier, German soldiers were like, I, I can't do this. This seems wrong and it's you know affecting them. So yeah, and then they came up with, oh, well, how can we do this more efficiently? Jesus, shaking my head, you know, it's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, crap. So yeah, so then now we've, his family's gone. He's, Max is in uh, Auschwitz-Birkenau. Um, and starting to learn the ropes. I'm, I'm, I like the way they showed that uh, he meets another character that kind of takes him under his wing, kind of one of the capos, um, which, which are uh, prisoners who had some experience being there as a prisoner. And are you, talk are you talking about the teacher that showed up? Yeah. 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 And I like the they had that device, that character that could kind of keep, help Max stay alive and, and show him how he have to be here to survive. Mm -hmm. I do, I, there was times I wish they had, they had a, you know, we knew Max's thoughts, but yeah, it's, just a, as a learning story, it's excellent. Yeah, it's, I can't think of too many Marvel stories that I've read where there hasn't been like an inner monologue bubble for yeah. the character going on it, this is all dialogue or all just like historical updates going on in the years locations and stuff yeah yeah it's interesting that you don't you don't get real really a feel for max's personality um other than his his you know basic humanity and skill with metal with metal yeah and just but, and um, most of it you're just kind of seeing fading away too like in the art like as he's getting more you know malnourished and yeah like as time progresses and he's in the camp and stuff just you can see like a lot of that fading from him yeah as, as yeah and character wise it you get a basis for magneto's for you know his future philosophy and approach mm -hmm. to life and and mutant powers and you know this is the basis for the character that we later know Do we know if this is, it's Marvel, it was a Marvel Knights uh, story, but do we know if this is considered canon more, well, more canon than his current origin story? Because um, you said that he, they changed him from Polish, uh, Jew, Polish Jewish to German Jewish. I don't know if they like stuck with that. I haven't seen it or I, anything. I'm not sure either. Um, I assume this is the canon origin now, but I, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm not sure. Um, yeah, we should check into that. I'm not sure if they, because I don't even know how much they even reference that anymore in, in stories. I'll do, I'll do some light searching while we're talking about this. I certainly hope they do. Um, 
Boy, I mean, who knows now with uh, Don of X and Hickman's stuff going? Yeah, um, I hope that. Oh wait, that was one scene. I mean, it's top searches are all considering it the the expanded origin. Okay. Yeah, and I can't remember now if. Boy, this is a big spoiler, but does does Magda survive? Uh, yeah, she does. Okay. I, it was like very touch and go because he got her out and then some stuff happened and they got sent back. So she ended up she ended up doing the first plan, which I don't even know if I really want to say say. Uh, <laughs> she did the first plan and she barely made it out. Um, but at the end though, that's the thing, is because it kind of the way this ends, I mean, we're basically there is they, they're slowly kind of buying their time for this big revolt. Uh, there's kind of a debate of when to do, when to go and do it and when not to. Like they find out that the timetable's being pushed up on the Nazis end and put like delayed on the other end. And it's kind of starting to put a divide between the the folks in the camp and then all of a sudden things kick off there's an explosion and they make a break for it and it ends the uh it ends that issue with uh or it ends that moment on a double page spread of max and magda escaping and then we get a cut forward where you get some historical facts of about the uh about the like the crematoriums and what happened with those and then there's just a big jump to september of 1948 where max is older and he returns to a spot where he left a message behind saying that he was dead and if anybody finds this like you know this is you know a message to let you know but it doesn't really you don't really find out what happened after that it's just that's basically it is how they ended it which i thought was very interesting I thought, yeah, and I thought that was really good too, because it's, um, so so later on, I, I mean, I couldn't remember this, but I looked it up on Wikipedia. Uh, Max and Megda, um, there was some adventure. Then they went to Israel, and that's where they met. That's where he met Professor X. Okay. Working at a hospital or something there, um, and then at some point in there, they had children that were then taken from them and became. Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch, but also just historically, even that last page, the fact that he um, buried this this note because he assumed he would die, he buried this note in this milk canister, and that's a a real historical thing too because people would bury those metal mil milk canisters with possessions or notes in them because they knew they were hoping they would survive fires and that kind of thing, and a lot of things did survive that way even from buildings that were destroyed and everything yeah how are they working with magnina's origin story being a holocaust survivor with that historical event getting farther and farther away are they making it so he's older well age? well most heroes they have a sliding scale thing going on in the dc universe this one uh i i think we talked about it roman at one point with Magneto, yeah, we talked about it when we talked about uh, God Loves Man Kills. Is at one point he was turned into a baby and then reaged. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 
So um, he became a he became a younger man again, but not like young, young, just like probably like found that sweet spot in the 40s. <laughs> yeah. And then now, I mean, now they don't have to worry about it anymore with the new X-Men series because, you know, they're essentially all immortal now because they can just come back whenever well, that's they... True. If they get killed, they just... They can just come back. And they get, yeah, and they can just pick their age. Like some are of them... They, are they age, cosmic entities now? No, they're just... They have their pod people now. Yeah, yeah. The, somehow their personalities and memories are all like... Uploaded into a, you know, a computer, essentially, by Professor X. And then when they die, uh, they get... So they get they get a backup body that comes out and then the, their memories get re-uploaded. It's really horrific and like it's <laughs> it it was super spooky and culty when we were reading House and Powers <laughs> of X. Uh, but yeah, some of them de-aged themselves because I was super confused because like when the new mutants came back and I was like, well, wait, they a lot of them look like they're teenagers again. So they talked about uh, re they can pick how old they want to be when they come back out. Like they can go back to being younger. I really hope. Doctor X is like slimily connected to the device that pods them out. Like, no, like you know, like the Queen Alien. Oh, we could go. <laughs> we we'll go to a whole process after. It's they've got they got a set number of people that do it. He's got his thing. Uh, they gotta all then stand in front of people naked and like prove that they're who they say they are. Uh, they now they introduced gladiatorial fights to mutants that lost their powers years ago, and they have to die by Apocalypse, who was a villain, to come back as a mutant again. Yeah, they have to prove they have to fight Apocalypse to prove they're worthy of their powers again. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. And this is the main canonical X Men. This is the new main canonical X Men. Like Hickman's argument was. Are we sure we maybe we don't like X Men anymore? Maybe they're not the that's, good guys. Well, that's the thing. They slime. Yeah, well, that's the thing. They, people. They've introduced <laughs> pharmaceuticals that uh, like per, like slow down aging, like deal with a lot of like health issues, and they have like a third one. So they make all these pharmaceuticals. So then now they've strong it's hydroxychloroquine, right? <laughs> <laughs> they've strong armed themselves to make themselves an, a legitimized nation, and basically said, "We'll give these to anybody." if you are willing to recognize us as a nation. If not, then we will not. They have a whole trade system going on with like boats that go out and smuggle it to like other places behind the backs. Like they have a black market going. They've got like people rescuing mutants that aren't allowed through these gates. So they bring them to the island. Uh, I, I, I feel like if you took this group of X-Men and you introduced them to the original group of themselves and said, how you're gonna extort other nations into recognizing how great you are? I will. You might. Maybe they wouldn't like themselves. I might have to pick up. Uh, I haven't. I have all the issues, but I want to pick up the collected edition of House and Powers of X so you can read it because it's so buck wild what's going on, and it still <laughs> feels culty. Like they, I, I really enjoy the stories, particularly like Excalibur, New Mutants, uh, Hellions, Hellions was good, but yeah, I definitely will acknowledge that a lot of the characters still don't feel like their legitimate selves like there's just still some weird stuff going on they're talking about starting their own religion they have a law where they have to make more mutants they so sound almost uh it's just human-esque now it, it's just a horny island now <laughs> it's yeah you'll I'll, I'll make sure to get it so you can read it it's crazy uh thank you for that little side tangent <laughs> to like uplift the mood because i need a testament it was yeah oh 
Cool to read. Uh, I guess real quick to like touch on a couple of last things that are featured in this book is you talked about some of the back matter. They also have this little story going on. I, I couldn't make it all the way through. Uh, I think I was emotionally drained, but it was the last outrage. I don't know if you read it. Roman. Oh yeah, about the, uh, the artist. Yeah. Uh, they talk about, you know, getting the works and stuff back at the end of it. Uh, then the back matter. And then what I found was very interesting along with this, in the end notes is there's also kind of like a teacher there's a teacher's guide yeah i thought that was very interesting so now i'm just here like why, where was this in my school like this would have been great like hey did you check this at all oh, i definitely read through it i yeah like i love that it's like a before reading like going with these things like i almost wish i would have done that before i started reading it and kind of like actually did a homework assignment <laughs> like a super interesting like, yeah, the know, what I know, what I want to know, what I learned, like, I could have filled that all out pretty dang good. So that that's really interesting. I, I really appreciate that. So I'm hoping that there's still school systems and educational systems that are using this as a, as a tool to talk about and have, like, these discussions and educational teachings. They even have uh, related websites and donation places to uh it's very end. Students may also want to help collect money for notable causes such as the United States Holocaust Memorial Museum located in Washington, D.C. or charities that support Holocaust survivors. Uh, so it goes on and it has a bunch of uh, related websites as well that a couple of them look like they're still running. I checked the first few. So I think that's really awesome. I think that, you know, when this book came out, that at least Marvel had some good ideas or when they collected, I don't know about the issues, but at least when this collection came out to provide these resources and it, yeah it's i it, it's more of a historical read for me than a magneto story like it's very very interesting yeah 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 i mean i think i mean i think it's definitely a magneto story but yeah the main the main thing this is a great teaching tool which i hope people are using it too in classrooms um and and there's more here than we ever I love now reading Magneto and realizing in light of this, it's like, okay, there's so much about his character now that makes, that feels more more solid and weighty. Yes, oh yeah, definitely. I mean, well, that's like, as a kid, like, I, you know, I don't remember hearing like his origin story from like the X-Men animated show. I don't think they really talked about that, but then in like comics, when they talked about his origin being like World War II and like the Nazis, it's like, Damn, that's pretty intense and i can see why he's got a lot of you know issues with the world and way things are working now that's just a little bit more like oh now i not only am i hearing it i got a little bit i got to see kind of thing and yeah. oh man yeah wow yeah, i'm glad this was so ham handled so um i thought so it was handled well. i thought like, it was handled well I, yeah that they didn't put in something like him like in a rage bursting the gates of auschwitz or something and yeah you try to keep it all well okay those gates were never destroyed during the time so i'm not going to do that he, he the pack talks about moments when he thought well i could do this and then he realized you know i'm not going to do that because that that would be cheapen the actual historical record yeah it's like i mean it's great great like balance of you know doing good service to magneto's character and like showing us his origin but also historically doing like you know not doing a disservice to what happened like not yeah. taking not taking light of what happened and you know making sure to honor it and make sure that it's what what it was is known so people know what happened yeah yeah uh, 
Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say it was also um, big coincidence because of uh, the the lockdown and the worldwide crisis going on right now. But reading this last week again, actually last week, the tail end of the week was um, Yom HaShoah, which is the Jewish uh, International Day of Remem or Days of Remembrance of the Shoah, which is which the word for Hebrew word for Holocaust. And April 30th is the Hitler killed himself. So that's in a couple of days. One, one interesting spot. Well, I'm glad that we're, I'm going to make sure to get this out pretty soon. Uh, any closing thoughts on the book before we talk about what we're going to be reading next? Um, just, I'm, I would I wouldn't give this I wouldn't I don't want to do a rating for this honestly. Like, yeah. I I mean I we could but I honestly I don't want to I don't want to rate it. Like I I think it's I think it's a good read not in the sense of like I had a lot of fun reading it or it was enjoyable. <laughs> I think it was a very it was a teachable read. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot yeah. to take away from it and you know it was definitely some reflection happening at the end. Yeah, definitely. I mean I, I yeah, I thought it was a great a great history. Um, if I was going to rate it, it'd be a little lower on the character story, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. just as a history, yeah, it's excellent. Yeah. What do you think, Colton? Oh, I totally agree. Yeah. Uh, I love me some good citations. Yeah. Uh, I wish I have in the back and spades. Yeah, I love I love bringing the story flipping back and like an old doing, doing the fucking homework. Love it. Uh, okay, so we're gonna just because things are so wild right now with the shutdown and social distancing. I know we've been like doing a rotating thing, and then the after we all take a turn, we'll have some weird, random way of picking the next the next read. But I think we're gonna just cycle through each other again, mm -hmm. um, just in the meantime. So. I did test or I did God Loves Man Kills. We've got yeah. Testament. So Colton, please pick a book that's not gonna make me emotionally sad. How about something about Rwanda? <laughs> God. Uh in more education. Uh let's do Batwoman Volume One, New 52 run. The New 52 Batwoman? Mm -hmm. I have never read any of it. I've only read the oh. rebirth. So I'm excited for that. New 52 oh. Batwoman. Yeah. Hair for days. Hair for days. Okay. Well, my dogs are starting to bark, so I think that's my cue to end this. So I'm going to stop that recording button now. Uh, until next time, stay safe. Goodbye. Bye. So long, guys.